This is American Real, where we aim to inspire, empower, and enlighten you through the stories of our guests. Here's your host, Roger Brooks. Trish, let's talk a little bit about your backstory. I know you love being an entrepreneur. You talked a little bit about your dad and, and the business growing up. Oh, well, again, my dad was in the construction business and uh, kind of the whole family was, his brothers and his mother did the books. And so we just grew up with it. And then when I got out of school, I was always in business, always wanted to be in business. I started a little retail store years and years ago had that for a while and I also had a wholesale business. Um, I just think it's one of the best ways to build wealth for your family. Um, if you do it right, there's always risk, but there's risk in life. So. Let me guess, you're an entrepreneur looking for ways to grow your business online. And you've probably tried everything to grow your business, including social media, SEO, even paid ads, only to find out that nothing truly works. So what if I told you that writing a book that goes on to become a bestseller is the magic wand, and that you can do it in as little as 30 days, two weeks, or even over a weekend in some cases, without spending more than 10 minutes a day. Would you be interested? My name is Roger Brooks, and I'm the founder and host of American Real TV, where I interview world-class guests to empower others through the essence of story. But I didn't get here overnight, and my mission certainly doesn't end here. Ever since I was a little boy, it's been my dream to empower others through the craft of writing and storytelling. And throughout my life, I came across several mentors who pushed me toward my passion for writing books and helping others to do the same. There is no greater joy than to be working with aspiring authors and to help them establish true credibility within their industry by writing and publishing their first book, which I'm proud to say have all gone on to become bestsellers. Now, you're seeing this video because I just opened enrollment for my new book writing program, where I promise to take you from page one to published in 90 days or less. I will be personally working with you to overcome the same fears and obstacles that kept me from pursuing my dreams all of those years. Simply click on the link below to see how I could help you become a first-time best-selling author. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. This is American Real. I am Roger Brooks. My guest today is Trish Benedict, author of Franchising Without Fear. Trish, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And I know you're out of town. You were at a, an exciting conference this week, from what I understand, IFA, which is the International Franchise Association. Tell us how your week went. Oh, it was a great week. It was the first time I'd uh, been to the franchise convention. It's an annual convention and they have a lot. It's for franchisors, franchisees and suppliers. So they have a lot of different 
uh, sessions, but one of the most exciting ones was Simon Sinek, who came and talked to us. He was a very excellent motivational leadership speaker. Um, really enjoyed that. Also, um, for the closing session, we had Trent Shelton, who is really, um, I've just really enjoyed him too, listening to him. He's an ex NFL football player who um, is now doing motivational speaking and, and it's, it was just really great. I also attend a couple sessions on LinkedIn and marketing and sales and a lot of different things and got to network with a lot of great people. So it was a good time. And I did see your post on LinkedIn uh, about Trent. That was really neat. It looked like a, an amazing time. Um, you mentioned LinkedIn. It, this platform seems to be really taking on a life of its own. And uh, yes. we talked a little bit before we started, and that's how we connected. Um, mm -hmm. how, how have you embraced LinkedIn for, for your business, for your book? Uh, would love to know about that before we actually talking about before we start talking about your actual work. Um, I've been on the, the platform for quite some time. Um, a few years ago, I attended a a um, convention about LinkedIn, connecting on LinkedIn. So I did a lot of connections through that. Um, a lot of my connections are other people in the franchise space, but I also connect with. Uh, entrepreneurs and other people who are and may in end up being interested in a franchise or may eventually I mean it just it's just a great place to connect with other business people who are interested in business and promoting business and networking and it's just I love LinkedIn I think it's great any tips for people on what to do what not to do on LinkedIn, because I know we all get inundated with these messages, people trying to sell us things uh, sure. instead of maybe offering value first. Anything to comment there? Well, when I um, connect with people on LinkedIn, I don't try to sell them right away or anything. I, I just like to connect and see what um, synergies we might have in common. To me, it's about just getting to know each other and I think you have to get to know the person first. Um, also, you don't probably don't want to connect with everyone. There's a lot of people out there that just connect with anyone and everyone, but it's better if you just connect with people that are, um, that might be able to help you or you might be able to help them. I think that's part of it. It's just trying to think of things, ways that we can help the other person more than just us. Fantastic. So let's jump into your specialty and your book, which is Franchising Without Fear. I love that title because when I just think back to any time I ever thought about franchises and, and I've actually had some opportunities and, and looked into franchising in the past, uh, there is a huge fear factor, right? Jumping into the unknown. A lot of these franchises, you have to be trained and go to school and really learn you know, their business before you're, you're able to, to bring that out to the world. So uh, first of all, um, where did you come up with the title? Um, well, I'm a franchise consultant, which means I match, help match people with franchises, give them information. To me, it's about having the knowledge because you are fearful if you don't have the right knowledge. Um, so the more you know, the better, better off you are about the 
the whole system, whatever you're looking at. Um, but what I found out was as I went through helping people find a franchise, um, matching them with franchises, a lot of times in the end, they would end up not going through, going through with it, even though they had the right, they had the right finances, they had the right motivation, the space, the uh, territory was available and a lot of different things were in line they still didn't in the end decide to go through with it. And I think a lot of times it is just the fear. So I did a lot of research on fear and what keeps people from doing, and it doesn't always have to be buying a business. It could be anything. So I put a lot of that in my book, trying to calm people because fear is something that everybody runs into when they do something that's going to be a major change. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is because fear is there to, it's just a primitive thing. It's there to help you keep you out of trouble, but it's also something that helps you move on to the next level of your comfort. So um, that's a lot of that part of my book. So that's how I kind of came up with the name. Interesting. And it makes total sense. I am curious about the process that you put someone through to help match them. Again, this is something new to me where a consultant like yourself would take, I'm sure, uh, different skill sets, traits, interests that I might have and, and match me with a franchise. Uh, is this something that's popular? I've, I've never heard of it before. Oh, okay. Well, there are a lot of franchise consultants around. A lot of people don't even really know they exist. But it's kind of like if you were going to buy a house and move, move to another state, another city, you probably don't want to just go buy a house. You want to work with a realtor or someone who knows that area, knows what they're talking about, can help you find the neighborhood that you're looking for, the type of uh, home, whatever, close to your where you work, where you're going to work or whatever. So it's just kind of the same thing with what franchise consultants do. Um, just like a realtor gets paid on commission, the consultants get paid on commission. So the process is there's a step-by-step -step process where, again, we get to know the person very well, what they like, what their interests are, um, what they matching their skill set with what, what they're looking to do. You don't always have to have experience in the area with the franchise because they will train you, but it does help. It depends on what it is again. Um, so we, we go through this whole process of getting to know the person. They fill out some questionnaires. Um, we look at, again, look at their skill set, their sales experience, all those different things. And then I take a lot of time going through the different franchises we work with, which we work with over 500, um, matching them with some that are in, um, a good fit, probably three or four that are a good fit. And then we present them to them and tell them about it. We also have to check the territory because if it's not available, there's no point in even looking at that particular franchise. So someone can go out on the internet and just click on franchises and they're going to get a lot of calls and a lot of spam. But if they work with a consultant, they avoid all of that, which is a really big plus. Um, and then they get a consultant who knows a lot about the franchises. Like I was at the International Franchise uh, Convention talking to franchisors and getting to know them. So we have a lot of information that a uh, person just out there looking wouldn't have. So. I love that. And I love the analogy of a, of a real estate agent because it, it makes total sense. You don't want to just jump into 
buying a new home, you know, something of, you know, that magnitude without doing your research or talking with someone that, that knows the area, knows, knows, exactly. the homes, et cetera. Um, especially this being, you know, probably one of the biz- biggest decisions someone may make in, in opening a new franchise. Well, and we give information, I give a lot of information on the history of franchising and how franchises work and um, a lot of other background knowledge and information that someone, it would help someone to have. I mean, it's not for everybody. Um, it's really, so I will tell them if, they're, if it's not for them, you know, maybe this isn't the best thing for you to do. So um, there's, there's a lot of information that really helps if they work with a consultant. Excellent. And I'm just trying to put myself in the, in the place of the listener, of the viewer right now, questions they might be thinking. So some of the things I might be thinking is, you know, does, do franchises run the gamut as far as entry fees? You know, are there some that are low or no entry fees all the way up to, you know, extremely high, which I would assume is the case? Yes. There are some that are really low. Um, there's some that are $1,000 entry fee. But a lot of times what you'll see is the franchise fee, which may sound low, but that doesn't include all of the other things that go with getting it started. So the franchise fee could be, could say $50,000, but if it's a restaurant, you're going to have a whole lot more in, in it than the $50,000. So people need to keep that in mind when they're looking at the cost of a franchise. Service businesses, the franchise fee um, varies, but then again, usually it's under $100,000 investment for a service business, depending on what it is, as you don't have to have all the real estate and those kind of things. Absolutely. And I had another interview earlier this week, totally different topic, but but the um, guest talked about utilizing your local resources or even there's some, you know, uh, federal resources like the SBA, I believe it is. Are, are there resources like that available for franchising? Is, do, you, do you take it that far? Do you help folks look into those resources as well? Finance. Yes, we do. We help. Um, we work with some companies that actually are really good at helping with franchise financing or business financing. Also, the SBO guarantees loans on certain businesses, and some of the more well-known franchises that have been around a long time, they can do more of a fast um, financing because they, um, they have a history with them. So it's easier to get a loan with some of those. The loan actually goes through the bank. It's just the SBA guarantees it. So it depends on which bank it is. But um, also we have... Um, some companies we work with that, that will help them through with the SBA loan, but they'll also help them if they decide they want to do an IRA rollover. And we help, one thing I like to do is to try to get them to work with these companies first, just to talk to them and find out what's a possibility. That way they know what their finances are going to look like before they get in too deep. Uh, so there are some really good programs out there to help if you're going to buy a franchise because buying a franchise has, again, there's history behind it where if you're starting from scratch, you don't have that history. No, that's great. And I appreciate all that information for our listeners, especially now, what about, I guess, area, uh, traffic count, all these type of things that you might hear. Uh, for example, 
you know, Dunkin' Donuts may not come to a certain area because it doesn't have that that high traffic. Are those things that that um, you also help with? Well, one of the first things I do once we find some good matches is check territory. And when I check territory with the franchisor, they'll say, you know, we don't go into that area because there's not enough, probably not enough traffic generally. Um, they usually like to high urban areas where there's a lot of people. If you're way out in the country where there aren't that many people, they might say, no, we're gonna get, not going to go into that area. So we find that out first. And because the franchisors typically know uh, what areas they want to be in. So you've got that out. <laughs> right, right. I could see that. That's, that's excellent. And, you know, I guess when I think of franchise, for some reason, I, I just think about restaurants and food. And um, I'm sure there's so many categories. Can you give us an example of some franchises or at least some industries that we may not be thinking of right off the top of our head that may give us some ideas. Yeah, a lot of people think food, restaurants, but it, there are over 70 different categories at least. Uh, there's health and fitness. There's a lot of fitness categories. There's a lot of service that you might see their van running around and you don't realize that that is actually a franchise. Um, there's a lot of senior home care. Most of those are franchises. Um, hair salons, you know, examples, sports clips. Um, uh, <laughs> it runs the gamut, right? I mean, uh, great clubs. That's the other one. Yes. Uh, so there, there's just a variety of categories and that's one thing where it's easy. It's nice to be able to match people with say, if they're really into fitness, that's really a good, there's some really good options out there. I mean, and it's not just a, um, so there's like the bar fitness and then there's, there's even a new one for rowing fitness and there's a cycling fitness. So it doesn't have to just be a fitness where they're all, they have offer everything. Right. All the options out there. And, and for dogs, there's a lot of dog care and grooming and those kind of things. So. And is there a free resource if people are, just starting to think about this, but they don't really want to jump in yet, you know, for full consulting. Do you have any resources where they could just look through this list, maybe look through some of the, the franchise options that um, might give them an idea uh, to say, yes, this is something I, I, I want to take further? Um, there's a lot of uh, internet websites that, again, have places where you can click on different franchises. The only thing about that is um, you'll get a lot of calls from a lot of different people. Um, there's also the SBA has some information on franchises. Um, I'm, I'm working on my website, which will soon have all some of those out there, but it's good to just know what the categories are, but you can also buy my book, which has a list of categories. <laughs> I like that. that. That's excellent. That's a, that's a great transition because my next question was going to be, what gave you, you know, the idea to write a book? Well, again, it was just wanting to get information out there for people because, um, again, I find myself as a consultant educating people a lot and they don't always want to talk to a consultant, but like you said, they just want to get information on their own and 
Um, so writing the book really helps get that out there without them having to talk to someone, a consultant, and just to, just to know what, what processes they can go through if they decide to do it on their own. And where is the book available? The book's available on, in, on Amazon, and I also have it here. Uh, it's on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble, and also you can get it from my website, trishbenedict.com. But um, it's a, it's a, I also won a, was a top five, 10 finalist on the, in the Author Academy Award. So that was in business and investing. So I was pretty proud of that. Fantastic. That was, Congratulations. Thank you. So, yeah. Um, can you go into a few of the topics within the book? I know you talked at a, at a high level. And then on the back end of that, maybe a little bit about the writing process that you took to, to write about those topics? Well, the topics in the book, I first start with some reasons to own a business. What got me into owning a business was part, partly I grew up with my father was in construction and I just thought everybody's father owned a business. Uh, so, and I wanted to be part of it, but things didn't work out that way. So I just always wanted to own my own business. And so I kind of talk about that. And then I go into the, the fear factor about why people are afraid to own a business. And then we talk about the process of finding the right, the right business. And I give you some different steps. And then I, t I also talk about decision-making and make smart goals and give some other information just about owning a business in general and a lot of information about franchising, the history of franchising, and um, why the advantages and disadvantages of owning a franchise. And then the writing process, I um, wrote a lot of blogs for my webpage, so I took a lot of them and put them into the, the book, but I'd also worked with a, um, auth what's called our Author Academy Elite to get help me through that process because it's really hard to do on your own. <laughs> Um, and they give you a lot of tips on um, just the whole publishing and editing and how to get through that. So that I, it probably wouldn't have happened without them helping me through that. Oh, that's a great resource. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, great. So if, you know, if I'm, again, thinking about doing a franchise, I don't have a ton of money, but... Um, you know, I think the book is a great way to get started. Why should, you know, obviously you, you mentioned a lot of the topics. It sounds wonderful, but uh, at a very high level, why, why should people buy this book? What's different about this book than maybe another book um, in its category? Well, I think I talk a lot about the fear and how it relates to different, um, just any kind of business. Also, I give a, what, a lot of tips on the process, the advantages and disadvantages. And then I go into decision making because that's one of the big things that people really struggle with is making good decisions. And I also tell them, you gotta bring along the other people in your family because a lot of times it's the family that helps, that stops them from going ahead with it. So you wanna take them through that process, not wait until the last minute to decide to tell them that you're gonna change their entire, change the life, change their day-to-day -day life. But, um, yeah. You know, great advice because I, I could see it being, you know, when people make this decision, it, it, it is all encompassing and 
and it would affect the family as well. Now, what about someone who has a full-time career and they're looking to diversify or maybe they're getting that itch to make a change? What do you recommend there for people? What would be, you know, some of the, the first steps if I'm just starting to think about this as a, maybe a, a side hustle even, is that, is that an option? Yes, we have a lot of options. And that's one of the questions I ask people is, do they want to do this full time, quit what they're doing and absolutely get into this? Do they want a, are they looking for a semi app, what we call semi absentee, which is maybe work part time and have somebody else run the business or are they looking for an investment opportunity? So there's more businesses that are pretty much meant for full time but there's a lot of semi-absentee that are really good options. And a lot of times people do that part-time for a while, and then maybe they go into the business full-time expand, or maybe they just like it that way. They just like working part-time. So that's just one of the questions we look for, because again, if you go out on the internet, start clicking on franchises, you're not going to know which ones are semi-absentee, which ones are part-time, because some of them will say, we don't want semi-absentee. We want full-time owners. So it depends on the business and what they're asking for. And, but there are some really good, also some good investment opportunities where you just pretty much invest. You still have to get a man have a manager, but it's just an investment. So those are out there. You just have to find out. <laughs> Trish, what are some of the um, maybe exciting new franchise opportunities? If you had to say, okay, I, here's, you know, a handful or two or three that people should, look out for. I know uh, in our local area, we have um, a, a place called Core Life, which is healthy eating. And it started maybe three, three years ago or so, and it's just exploding. I know they have about 70 locations now, and um, they're, they're, they have plans to quadruple that over the next you know, two to three years. So that's just one that I know, but I'm sure there's, there's you know, dozens and dozens. Are there any that stand out uh, for you that you could just mention to us? Um, there's, there's several, um, new ones. A lot of them have to do with, which I, which are really built on technology. Like there's one I heard, uh, heard the other was learning about the other day. That's a fitness one where people can go in and have a, it's kind of like Uber for fitness. They can click on it and have a trainer come to them. So I thought that was pretty cool. Wow. Uh, like, uh, and unfortunately, I can't remember the name of it, but um, there's some really cool, um, I want to say, a lot of places they have the trampoline, but now they're going into not just trampoline, jumping places, bouncing, but more everything like laser tag and all kinds of things. And they'll put the, they'll have food there. There's, that's a new one. That's pretty, pretty neat. There's a lot of healthy food options. The only thing I worry I would caution people is if they start growing too fast, a lot of times they don't have the um, back office enough to really be prepared. So if you're gonna look into a franchise that's growing really, really fast, you might wanna check out the um, experience of the owners because if the owner franchising don't have, it makes it really tough. Um, but there's, there's just a lot of new, what we call emerging brands out there. And they are really, really good. But 
some of them don't last too long. So you have to be careful what you're looking at. So Trish, what about areas um, like my background here? I'm in Venice, right? And I don't think Venice allows um, signage and, and I know that, you know, I'm being facetious, but there's a lot of uh, areas in our country even um, and around the world that are, they have different laws and regulations against, um, you know, branding and, and, and whatnot. So does that come into play when, when you're looking at areas, when you're looking at opportunities for people, or is that just part of the, the process? Is it not really a big deal? It's part of the territory check because the franchisors would know where the territory they're looking at. So and then they would tell them about that. Um, we do have some that franchise internationally. So they're kind of, they pretty much know what the, fran the international laws are. Um, not everyone will franchise internationally, but a lot of them do. So that's up to the franchisor to determine those areas. Great. Um, what about your business of uh, your fundraising franchise? What is that? What is that? I'm extremely okay. interested in it. <laughs> I'm working with the franchise. It is an emerging brand. It's called CG3 Battery Fundraising, but now they've changed it to CG3 Fundraising because we work, we have, we have products, which are batteries, um, flashlights, um, phone chargers, a lot of really cool things. Like we have a solar phone charger and solar flashlight and lanterns. And so some really think things that people use and need. And we um, have a set system where we sell those to uh, schools, churches, nonprofits, and they take orders. We set up a website for them and they take orders online and everything is shipped direct to the home. So that's kind of a plus for that. And I've just been working with them for about a year and it's growing, but it's new. So people have to get used to it. And I'm glad you asked me about that. No, and I know fundraising is an important topic uh, sure. especially with schools and nonprofit groups these days that are always looking for new ways to raise funds. So we'll put a link to that as well in the show notes for people so they could check that out uh, as an opportunity. That'd be great. Trish, let's talk a little bit about your backstory. I know you love being an entrepreneur. You talked a little bit about your dad and, and the business growing up. Give us a little bit more insight into your, your upbringing. Oh, well, again, my dad was in the construction business and, uh, Kind of the whole family was his brothers and his mother did the books and so we just grew up with it and then when i got out of school i was always in business always wanted to be in business um i have a bachelor's degree in business i started a little retail store years and years ago had that for a while and i also had a wholesale business kind of helped me make money for my horse riding horses <laughs> so it was kind of a semi-absentee where i worked at it part-time and and rode horses and showed horses and then um eventually i um taught high school business and got a master's degree in workforce development and education and now i am a franchise consultant so after i retired i became a franchise consultant 
just because I want to help people with their business. I want people to know how empowering owning a business is. Um, I think if you had the background where your family owned a business, you, you realize um, that it's a great thing. Um, I just think it's one of the best ways to build wealth for your family. Um, if you do it right, there's always risk, but there's risk in life. So, And just as you talked about with your book, it's, it's, it's breaking through that fear, right? No matter what business you're in for yourself as an entrepreneur, whether it's a franchise or, or working for yourself, being a coach, being a consultant, mm -hmm. breaking through that fear. Right. So let's talk about your horses. You had, you said you have up to seven horses at one time. Seven horses. I uh, showed in eventing, which is the triathlon of horseback riding. So we did dressage, cross country and stadium jumping. So I did that for a long time. It was, I loved it, loved it, loved it. Traveled all over Ohio and Indiana, Pennsylvania, different places. Um, so that was, that was very enjoyable, but as everything goes, life moves on and I got into other things. So, um, and now I have a poodle, which I love. And I always have to say, shout out to Siba who won the, <laughs> the dog show, the best dog, uh, just last, a couple weeks ago. But, uh, I, I enjoy my dogs too now. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. We have a we have a labradoodle, so I could relate uh, to the to the standard poodle. <laughs> They're great dogs. Yes. Well, Trish, this has been wonderful. I appreciate you so much coming on to our show and in enlightening our our viewers and listeners um, about franchising and the opportunities that, that exist. If people want to reach you, what's the best way for them to reach out? Um, visit my website, trishbenedict.com or selectfranchiseconsulting.com. Those are two of my websites and they both have contact places to fill out for contact information. You can also email me at uh, selectfran at gmail.com. Excellent. And again, we'll put those links in the show notes for everyone to make it easy so they could just click on it. Anything um, on the radar for you this year that we should be looking out for? that's, uh, you know, really high on your priority list? Um, no, I just want to keep, keep uh, doing some book signings and getting the book out there to let people know that it, um, it's here and owning a business is one of the best things you can do. And Trish, before I let you go, I have one last question, which I ask every guest, and that is at the end of the day, when your work is done, what do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy to be that people have purchased a business or ran a franchise without fear. Fantastic. Trish Benedict, welcome to the American Real family. Thank you again for your time and for enlightening us with all this information. Folks, get the book, Franchising Without Fear. It's a great resource and it could help you maybe make the best decision of your life. Thanks so much, Trish. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks for tuning into American Real. Be sure to visit our website, AmericanReal.tv, or search for us on iTunes or YouTube for past episodes. While you're there, please rate us or leave us a review 
as that helps others find our show. I am truly grateful and appreciate all of your support. If you'd like to be part of our inner circle or want one-on-one coaching, check out the American Real Learning Academy, where we have self-help groups and courses so you can build the best you. We also have a new Facebook group where you can connect with high achievers from around the world. If you want to go even further, maybe you're determined to write your own book or launch your own podcast, contact me today to see if we could help. You can reach me through Instagram or Facebook or email me directly at roger at americanreal.tv. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.